The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Today on Curl Call, we are celebrating the music of Motown with Patrice Covington and Jameson Scott, members of the first national tour of Motown, the musical. Get ready to sing along and maybe even dance. So what do you say we get started with this week's show? It should be as easy as ABC. Welcome to another installment of Kroll Call. I'm your host, Dan Kroll. We have got a really fun show for you today. If you are a regular listener, you may remember a Back to the 80s special countdown that we did back on November 28th, the day after Thanksgiving. Tony nominees Orfei and Andy Carl dropped by and we shared our favorite lost hits of the 80s and all-time favorite 80s hits. If you missed it the first time around, you can go back and listen to it anytime on demand for free at KrollCall.com. The show was so popular that many of you asked us to do it again. So this time we are setting the dial on the Kroll Call time machine back a little bit further than the 1980s. We are going back to the age of Motown. And who better to help count down some of the greatest hits of the Motown catalog than, no, don't get too excited, Diana Ross, Smokey Robinson, Stevie Wonder. Well, they all had previously scheduled engagements, so they're not here this week. But we do have the next best Some of the members of the company of the first national tour of Motown the Musical. Joining me in the studio this week are Patrice Covington and Jameson Scott. We're going to be choosing our favorite Motown songs, one each for male artists, a female artist, and a group. So nine songs in total. What are your favorites out there? Well, tweet them at Kroll Call Show. And don't worry if you need a couple of minutes to look at your playlist or ransack your Time Life CD collection because we are going to take a couple of moments now to get to know this week's guests. All right, Patrice Covington, what do the listeners out there need to know about you? First, you need to know that I'm super, super stoked about being here on the Crow Call. So amazing. <laughs> Thank you for having me. Holla. Loving it so far. Um, There's I'm, time. There's time. <laughs> okay. All right. Here we go. So I'm from Virginia. I'm from Chesapeake, Virginia, born and raised there. I went to a performing arts high school there called the Governor School for the Performing Arts. Left there. Went to college, left college, and started working. I've uh, been super blessed for the past about 15 years now, working nonstop. 15 years? Yes, and I'm only 17. I so was going to say, you were, came right out of the womb and went right yes, to work. Great. Exactly. Um, and uh, I've been having great fun doing lots of different Broadway tours, including uh, Amos Behaven with Ruben Studdard and some other American Idol alum. Um, Dream Girls, where I played Effie, Melody White, and also The Book of Mormon, and super happy to be doing Motown the Musical. 
right now. Jameson. Heyo. Uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if you can do the ratio. You know, 15 years, only 17. So two years was <laughs> yeah. really, really early. Can you, t- can you top that? I'm also not good at math. <laughs> so uh, um, I, too, am 17-ish. <laughs> um, yeah, I was born in Joplin, Missouri. And um, I grew up, we moved right across the state line into the southeast corner of Kansas. So technically, I grew up in a little town called Riverton. Uh, and my parents pastor a church there um, in Galena, Kansas. And that's kind of where my, my love of music and all things theater came from church is very theatrical i don't sure know if you is. know that but, mm-hmm. um i'm catholic ours isn't really i mean we added bells at some point like 10 years ago <laughs> that's about it it's very solemn it's very yeah not yeah well we you know we added drums and all of a sudden everybody was jumping in a screaming so i like that i like that and a good electric guitar um yeah so i grew up there um, doing a lot of stuff in the church and kind of developed my love of music and of theater um i too have been doing shows for about 18 years now professionally wow. Um, I started my career in Branson, Missouri, because it was two hours from home, uh, and that's where we always used to go for vacation. So every summer, we would go down to Branson, and it's just all I wanted to do. So, uh, yeah, I got hired right out of high school, started doing shows there. I worked uh, about nine different shows in Branson. I did cruise ships for a while. I worked for Royal Caribbean and Holland America, and then finally took off for New York City. Um, And then when I got there... I booked. I started booking sit-down shows um, in Las Vegas. I actually got Saturday Night Fever, uh, and when we closed, I went back to New York and got cast in We Will Rock You back out in Vegas, mm-hmm. and then went to do that. And then when that closed, I went back to New York, and three weeks later, went back to Vegas to do Hairspray. So, oh, nice. wow! I just really, I really like Vegas. I guess. Now, um, you said that you're not necessarily good at math. I have. I've been doing a little stuff over here on my cold call abacus. <laughs> okay. Check this out. Between the three of us, we have been working collectively mm-hmm. for 53 years. Wow. That is amazing. Yeah. 20, 18, 15. So that's kind of amazing. That goes all the way back to, we'll say the 60s. I was going to say, yeah. Yes. Back to the, which is timely. Yeah. Because yes, in the is. 60s, we were in the... I mean, the golden age of Motown. Now, yes. both Patrice and Jameson have some music of their own. We're going to be talking about that later in the show, but we need to get to this cornucopia. love that word. Cornucopia of hits. And started off with songs by a male artist. Jameson, we're going to start with you, since you will be the male component. I don't, I'm somewhere non-gendered, I guess, today. <laughs> what is your pick for your all-time favorite Motown song by a male artist? I am going to pick Jackie Wilson's Lonely Teardrops. I love this song. I used to listen to it in the car with my Aunt Kathy. She introduced me to this song. And the way Jackie Wilson sings it to me is perfect. And uh, it's actually the song that I used to audition for the show. Really? Yeah, I did. 1958. Let's take a listen to Jackie Wilson's Lonely Teardrop. My heart is crying, crying. Lonely teardrops Come home, come home 
drops. Come home, come home. Just say you will, say you will. Amazing Jackie Wilson. We are now coming back to... Well, this is going to be good. I, I know what the choices are, so you out there will have to play along. We have Patrice. What is your choice? Uh, I mean, your artist, this is has to be included somewhere in this special countdown. Uh, I mean, when you think of Motown, there are... I mean, there are names that a lot of people will think of, but this one is is definitely at the top of the list. Absolutely. Still performing. I had the wonderful opportunity to see this person perform in 2014. Enough of the teasing. Patrice, who's your pick for all-time favorite Motown song by a male artist? Stevie Wonder, the man. <laughs> and the song is, Sign, Seal, Delivered, I'm Yours. Yeah. See, you get free singing along here. We're not even going to listen to that. We're just going to let them sing along. No. Let's take a listen to, from 1970, Science Seal Delivered, Stevie Wonder. Like a fool, I went and stayed too long. I'm wondering if your love's still strong.
All right, everybody, welcome back to Curl Call. You have now heard Jackie Wilson. You have heard Stevie Wonder. We are doing favorite Motown songs. In this segment, it is by male artists. So, guys, I have... Don't look at my notes. They're trying to see. <laughs> my song is somewhere in between the two of yours. Uh, it's from 1966. It's by an artist who just passed away in November of 2014. It's, I don't know, and this is a, sort of a sad song, but when you listen to the song, you don't quite feel sad. It's like, I don't know if the two of you... I am dying from the anticipation. <laughs> what? Well, that's fine. what is it? I'm just wondering, like, are there songs, it doesn't have to be Motown songs, but are there songs that you loved as a child or you loved growing up, and then later on as an adult, you go back and look at the lyrics and you think, holy crap, you know, I didn't... Yeah. Yeah. Like, of course. A, like, Afternoon Delight. I mean, <laughs> as a kid, I didn't think yeah. I really... Afternoon yeah, Delight. Was right. like, oh, it's so, that being <laughs> said, my choice is... What becomes of the brokenhearted? Oh my God! Jimmy Ruffin from 1966 on the Tamla label. We will talk about that coming up in the next segment. But let's way to bring the show down, Dan. Thanks so much. <laughs> let's take a listen to What Becomes of the Brokenhearted. As I said, it's from 1966. song with what becomes a broken hearted I mean there are 
when you're looking at the catalog, there are so many songs. Oh. It was one of those that when he had passed and they were playing it, I think that's a really good song. It's one of those things that, uh, you know, it, it's not necessarily specifically caught in a time. I think it applies today. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a song that I have coming up later in the show that was one that uh, I, I thought the same thing where I heard it again and I thought, you know what? That's a really, really good song. But you're listening to our little behind-the-scenes chitters and chatters here. <laughs> uh, we are back at Curl Call. We are here with some of the members of the cast of Motown the Musical, the first national tour. I have Patrice Covington, who is was so gracious enough to sing in the last segment. We're going to have to make her sing every segment now. And Jameson Scott, who has not yet sung. We'll work on that as well. <laughs> so, Motown the musical. People are, are probably thinking, okay, you know, I, I've seen things like Jersey Boys. I know that there's a story and they incorporate songs. And there are plenty of other shows that have come and gone. Uh, however, Motown, the music still lives I mean, in everyday life. Jameson, tell us a little bit about what people can expect from Motown the Musical. What is the story? What did they see? There's a lot of songs smashed into this. There are so many songs smashed into the show. Um, but it is such a roller coaster. I mean, and to listen to the crowd react every night. Um, we don't do a lot of the full versions of the songs, but we do. We pack as many in as we possibly can. The interesting thing for me in relationship to the show is that I've learned so much. It's not, it's a history lesson. That's really what this show is. And then you have all the music that you've, you know, grown up with and loved that you still hear today. But I learned so much just by being at the show. I mean, I didn't know how much this music influenced the civil rights movement. And that to me was amazing. And also incredibly timely. I know that you guys were in St. Louis Mm. And certainly there's a, there's a line, without giving anything away, it mentions, you know, trigger-happy policemen. Yeah. And the response from the audience, Patrice, I'd imagine, was probably very powerful. It certainly was. And it was powerful for all of us that night, actually. It was just, you know, it was really heavy for all of us because literally we could, you know, smell the smoke from the fires of the burning buildings yeah. and we walked outside of the theater or outside of wherever we were staying in St. Louis. Um, it was just really, I don't know what other word to say other than heavy. So to sing that song and to, for it to be so relevant, it was it was definitely moving for everybody involved, audience to actors to crew. It was it was something. And it's sort of with that, you know, with a lot of the things with the music and how they impact and and how it still, as I said, still with the timeline. There's not not quite necessarily as serious a song, but uh, I guess if you you start to pick apart and dissect things, it doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there. Doesn't necessarily, when you think of the song, it's more celebratory, but again, when you start to to pick things, perhaps Mm -hmm. there are other meanings, which leads us into Patrice Your Choice. We are doing favorite Motown song by a group. We are going to put those in little finger quotes. That's what I'm doing here at the mic because (laughs) some of these choices may not necessarily be groups. But Patrice, what did you pick and why? Well, I chose Martha and the Vendellas Dancing in the Street because I do actually really love the song. And it's actually my number one favorite production number in the entire Broadway first national touring production of Motown the Musical because 
I sing it. Yes, she does. <laughs> I she sing it. She sings it. Uh, thank you, boo. And you but sang. I think you sang. <laughs> yeah, sang. But I love it not just because it's my song in the show, but I feel like it's the one production number in the show that has Broadway, like everything about it. Like it has the crazy lights. It has the quick changes. It's got sparkles. It's got singing. It's got dancing. It's an anthem. It is. It is. And everybody, almost everybody in the show is in it at some point. So it's a fun one, and I think everybody equally loves it. We we cut up. We act, we have a lot of fun during that number every yeah, day. We do. <laughs> so we got you to sing a little bit in the last blip. <laughs> Can you give us a little singing introduction to this song? Nope, you got to come down. Just <laughs> <laughs> I'll sing a little a little tidbit. Um, it doesn't matter what you wear, just as long as you are there. So come on, every guy, grab a girl. Everywhere around the world, we're dancing. From 1965, Martha and the Vandellas dancing in the street. Let's take a listen. Get out of the street, stop dancing, come back, and listen to the rest of our Crawl Call Motown countdown. My pick, well, there are two. I think I might be vetoed on one of these. So we're going to allow Jameson and Patrice to help me out here. 
I mentioned earlier in the show that there was a song that I didn't realize how much I really liked it until I heard it again. Uh, I want to say it was probably at the Broadway edition of Motown. Mm-hmm. And it's it featured prominently. It's a turning point in the story. And the people who sing it in the show are not the people who sang it as the Motown single. In the show, it's sung by Barry Gordy and Diana Ross. In real life, it's Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell. It's yes. You're All I Need to Get mm. By. However, does that make a group, two people? That's probably a duo. A duo, yeah, but it is when, a duo, you, when but... they do the awards, they say duo or group, so they're kind of like Yeah, they the put same them in the thing. same category. Yeah. So what do we say? So you know what? I'm going to go with group. Yeah, I'm going to say group. Mostly because I like the song. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Since my choice has not been overruled, I don't even need to go back and give you my second choice. We're just going to stick with that. From 1968, great song, You're All I Need to Get By, which, of course, was sampled later on, which is a lot of things that I like. Mm -hmm. We'll, we'll, We'll talk about this coming up, but the fact that it was sampled by Method Man. Mm-hmm. Mm. So you have yeah. something, you know, years, decades later that someone picked and said, you know what, this is still good. And they were able to change it to something that's more modern. Yeah. We'll talk about the whole turning old songs into new songs coming up in the next segment. But for now, let's take a listen to You're All I Need to Give By. took one look at you, and it was plain to see, you were my destiny. With arms open wide, I threw away my pride, I sacrificed for you, dedicate my life to you.
That was my pick, Marvin Gaye, Tammy Terrell, You're All I Need to Get By from 1968. We are going to go back even further in time for Jameson's pick. Uh, this is interesting. This is also another song you that was... give me a hard time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not because, you know, it's funny. We talked before the show that this is another song that was remade many years later. Well, not many, but significant years later. Completely different spin on it by the Carpenters. But the original mm-hmm. version from 1961, Jameson, was... Please, Mr. Postman by the Marvelettes. <laughs> so, do kids still know what a postman is? Do we have? Do they I get don't mail? No, um, we di- we definitely do. Still get mail, just not always on the weekends like they used to do. <laughs> so, so, really cutting back the hours, people. <laughs> Think about sending a letter with a stamp on it once in a while. I don't got e bills. I don't even know how much a stamp. Yeah, listen, is. I wanted to. I almost wanted just to pick. Ain't too proud to beg. Because I was like, that is a theme for my life. <laughs> Ain't too proud of that, See, sweet darling. And then I thought, <gasps> but you know what? The other, the other was always more catchy to me. And uh, I just, I once you hear, please, Mr. Postman, you can't get it out of your head. Sing it. Well, prepare to Wait get. Wait a minute, Mr. Postman. <laughs> <laughs> prepare to get it stuck in your head. As I said, going back to 1961 by the Marvelettes. Please, Mr. Postman, and we'll find out how much a stamp costs during the break.
everybody, we are back with our special Motown unconventional countdown. We are picking our songs, favorite songs by female artist, male artist, and group. If you have missed the first two segments of the show, we don't know where you've been, but you've missed out on our choices for male and group. We are now back with Jameson Scott, Patrice Covington. We are doing female artists, but something that we talked about in the last segment about how songs have been sampled. Mm-hmm. Is there anything, Patrice, that you learned from being in Motown that maybe you didn't know beforehand? Something came up and you said, oh, wow, you know, I wasn't aware that that's the way things were. Oh, there's so many things, but um, I think one thing that sticks out the most is that everybody that was signed to the label had a say on what songs were to be released. They had what was called quality control, and everybody had to be there on time, could not be late. If you were late, you could not get in, door was locked. Even if it was your song, didn't matter, they were going to vote with or without you. So to know that that's how it went and everybody had a say, you know, these days, unless you're independent... And really, like, on your own independent, not signed to somebody else's independent label, you get, you know, you don't get a lot of say at all. If they love it, it's going. If they don't, it's out. You know, so I loved it. It was really a family. And I'm really happy that they consider us part of the Motown family yes. now. I think something, too, that a lot of people would be surprised to know that with the longevity of Motown, the most successful Motown song in history is actually by Boys to Men. So of all that, I mean, it's sort of, which uh, it's great, you know, being from Philadelphia and Boys to Men, who, you know, Multiple great. Philly. However, <laughs> it seems a little strange that that's the most successful Motown song does. of all time. Now, Jameson, there is, you know, there are people, sadly, who they may hear the name Barry Gordy. They may not know who that is. You know, mm-hmm. some of the young kids we saw recently on Twitter when Kanye West announced that he was doing a song with Paul McCartney and the kids said, you know, oh, good. He's given an unknown a chance. Oh, brother. It's kind of <laughs> strange. I mean, us and, and knowing these names, it's kind of strange to think. And hopefully it will never come a case where people aren't familiar with Motown music. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that, well, first of all, you still hear Motown music everywhere, everywhere. you go. And like you were saying before, everything's being sampled now. So if you're not hearing the original artist, which I usually still think is the best, mm-hmm. which is amazing because it really stands the test of time, then you're hearing a new artist who's got a different take on it. But, you know, when sometimes they're taking whole sections of the song. They're sampling the old artist and putting it in with the new artist. Mm-hmm. And I think that's brilliant, too. One of those artists who was sampled a lot is probably, you know, if those of you out there who are listening who don't agree with this, well, sorry, but probably one of the best known female artists in Motown history is Diana Ross. And I picked from 1970, Ain't No Mountain High Enough, as one of my favorite songs by a female artist. There were, in fairness, there were a lot. Uh, There were a couple of Gladys Knight songs that I thought I would pick. But, you know, it's Pips, it's Group. I'm sure if I did that, these two two would give me side (laughs) Quality control. Oh, you want a duo to your group. (laughs) But I will tell you, spoiler alert, this is the last super old song in this countdown. What are the other two? Well, you'll have to stay tuned after we hear Diana Ross, Ain't No Mountain High Enough. Oh, 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 oh,
Just call my name I'll be there in a hurry On that you can depend and never worry She's amazing. She went to do this riff. She well, first of all, she introduced all of her backup singers, and she let them all because they're amazing yeah, singers. They're ridiculous. And they all like ah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and did their thing, and then she did hers, and she completely messed up. Yeah. And she laughed, and she she went. She did something like, well, nope. Yeah, <laughs> and she starts. She's like, drag <laughs> She did it again, and she and I mean, like that made me like her more. That's wonderful. She's amazing. It's funny. Aretha Franklin did that too. When I saw her, you know, she got to something and she knew she didn't. Yeah, and she just stopped and she, you know, looked and she did it again. But I mean, yeah. I mean hey, sometimes people, it's going to happen. Sometimes mm-hmm. we are back with our. Motown countdown. We only have two songs left. So we are going to make the most of the time that we have left. Now, when you think of Motown, as I mentioned earlier, Boys to Men having the most successful song in Motown history, there's another artist who, very popular, mm-hmm. Jameson, very, very popular. Not necessarily someone that you would think of when you think of Motown. We were, I was surprised when you mentioned this. And it's also a song 
that was made by someone else originally, not on Motown. So right. these are the clues. If you're following along, you have no idea what we're talking about. But I would tell you that the original song was in 1989. The remake was in 2006. Jameson, what is this pick? I picked a very inspirational person who usually... Uh, well, she's a great role model for people to look up to. Mm-hmm. Um, I picked India R.E. And I picked Heart of the Matter. Because that song is awesome, and she is awesome! She is. Now, do you like the original Don Henley version? I do. I do. I mean, I, I like this one being a little more contemporary, probably because of my age, because I'm, you know, I'm 17. <laughs> um, but, <laughs> Full circle. But uh, I, I do. I actually prefer this version, and I think it's amazing. And, so I, and I got to see her do it live as well. Really? Concert, so that was really cool for me. Do you agree with this choice, Patrice? I love it. I love India Ari. And you know what's also awesome is that her role model, speaking of role models, mm-hmm. is Stevie Wonder, mm-hmm. yep. who was signed to Motown. So it's all good. That's right. It's all Motown. And you know, uh, the reason I, I think this is self-serving, because Patrice's pick is even more current than this one. So you have to agree. I absolutely agree. Better. I have to agree. Let's take a listen to India Ari, Heart of the Matter from 2006. It is Jameson Scott's pick for favorite Motown song by a female artist. I got the call today. I didn't want to hear, but I knew that it would come. An old true friend of ours was talking on the phone. She said you found someone. And I thought of all the bad luck and all the struggles we went through. How I lost me and you lost you. What are all these voices outside love's open door? Make us laugh our contentment and beg for something more. I've been learning to live without you now. But I miss you sometimes The more I know The less I understand All the things I thought I knew I'm learning them again I've been trying to get down To the heart of the matter But my will gets weak And my thoughts seem to scatter But I think it's about Forgiveness Forgiveness Even if 
welcome back, everybody. This is Jameson Scott, just having a great time here with Dan and Patrice. Uh, and uh, yeah, we're just sitting here having a good time, chatting about some great music. Yeah. Um, we're getting to the heart of the matter. We're getting to the heart of the matter. And more than that, we're getting down to the last song. Well, it's not really the last song, but shh, we won't tell you that. <laughs> heart of the matter. We are down to one more song. Favorite song by a Motown female artist, Patrice Covington, your pick is going to, it's going to surprise a lot of people because of all the whole catalog, yours is current. Yours is from only a couple of years ago. Who did you pick and why? I chose Miss Chrisette Michelle. I just love her music. Her voice is like silky smooth butter and chocolate and all of that and she you know I just love the energy that she gives out in her songs I love the messages that she that she sends out to her listeners and um, I know that she writes her music you know she really really is an artist all in all and uh, the song that I chose is from her most recent album and it's called Better and uh, somewhat inspirational too but inspirational on the love side you know just that she wants it all to be better the next time around she's better he's better everybody's gonna be better (laughs) and life will be better so chrisette michelle and you better listen to this song (laughs) chrisette michelle better take a listen
Well, there you have it. You have heard nine, I have to say, amazing songs from the Motown catalog. We are now going to let you know how you can keep up with everybody who has been on today's show. Jameson Scott, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Instagram and Twitter at Jameson Scott R. That's Jameson, J-A-M-I-S-O-N-S-E-O-T-T. R. <laughs> or uh, you can check out my website, realjamesonscott.com. Wait a minute. Is there a fake one? No, there was the, my name was taken. Isn't that sad? Shut up. And I didn't want to pay for, I didn't want to pay for it. Aww. So you just add a word here and there and then you got your own. That's right. I think that happens on Twitter. Everybody is, you know, the real, the I am, the but yeah. again, just I, so I am here. the real Jameson Scott. I am the real. <laughs> <laughs> and Rumor has it you have been doing some music of your own. Yeah, you know, I'm a songwriter as well. I usually write a lot of, um, well, I write a lot of different styles of music, but I I really love country pop, um, country pop music. I grew up with with my parents, and I always listened to Motown. I listened to Southern Gospel, and I listened to bluegrass music. So I'm really eclectic in my tastes, and, um, what comes out is really interesting. So, yeah, I was in the studio today. I recorded four of my new songs. And um, soon, you can check the website, but soon the album will be coming out. We're releasing an album this year. I'm very excited. Yay! Um, yeah. It's a good year. 2015. Yes. We like that. We also like songs that make us feel good. Aha. You know, Some of the songs that we heard in, in the course of this last hour, they may not all be happy songs. Right. But you know what? Who doesn't love a good happy song? Patrice. Yes. Uh, you are the queen of happy songs at the moment. I am. I'm all about shining some light and giving you some positivity here and there with my new song. It's called Life Feels Good Right Now. I released it on December 16, 2014, along with a brand new music video. And um, it's doing super well. I'm really excited about it. You can listen to it and watch it at patricecovington.com. And it's also on the YouTube. Uh, But it just makes you feel good. It makes you dance around. It does. It's great to to clean your house to, drive to, just get your mind right. It's also available as a ringtone. And my favorite thing about the ringtone is that it can be set as your alarm. So the first thing you hear in the morning is, Life feels good right now. And it does. Everything is really good. You know, you got to choose happy. And everything about me, uh, as far as social media, you can find at Sangtrees. Now, let me explain what Sangtrees means. I'm from the church. <laughs> and when they say Sangtrees, that means you better sang. So my name on all the social media, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, it's Sangtrees. Like Sangtrees. So it's S-A-N-G-T-R-I-C-E. That's me. <laughs> and you also say, don't be a star. Yes. Be a galaxy. Please do that. What does that mean? So that means be limitless. Accept every single possibility that you can do. Be all that you can be like the army says. Don't just shine like one little twinkle star. Mm-hmm. Shine as bright as the galaxy. We can do so many things as talented individuals. So why not do them all? You don't have to box yourself in. Shine, shine, shine. Super bright like the galaxy. So don't be a star. Be a galaxy. 
I want to thank both of you for being here today. I also, of course, want to let people know that they can catch you all around the country, including appearances in a whole bunch of places in Florida, Fort Lauderdale, Orlando, Tampa, Omaha, Nebraska. That should be fun. Denver, Tempe, and Los Angeles. Thank you so much for taking some time out to be here with me today. Thanks, Thanks for, for having, having us. us. So fun. Yeah. And for those of you out there, thank you so much for listening. If you missed any part of today's show, if you want to hear it again, or if you want to get a listing of all of the songs that we played, so you can go and download them on your favorite music download service, whether it's Amazon or iTunes, head over to CrollCall.com. You can listen to any show that we've done on demand. There are now 269 episodes or so that you can wow. listen to. It's a whole lot of me talking. But <laughs> that aside, I have to say thank you so much for listening. Without you, it would not be possible. And, you know, life does feel pretty good right about now. Thank you so much. We'll catch you next time on another episode of Crow Call. Crow Call. Spontaneously